Are we live? Sing it, Brian. When I want you, you got it. it might be hard to handle. Burning candle. <laughs> the same. There goes both of our listeners again. <laughs> so the third guy who's still listening, thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks, bro. Brian, how are you feeling? I feel wonderful. We just finished up a secret but approved test run of Winalda at Merrill um, with some pretty awesome dudes. Larry, I don't know the last time you and I rode together was, I which know. was pretty sweet. And last episode, we teased that you already rode it before, but now we both rode it. Yes. And we had some friends to ride with. Ooh. And honestly, we're sitting here at the trailhead just recording a podcast with sunset, perfect weather. It's beautiful. If we could do every episode this way, I would do it. Don't I, you think? I agree. Just sitting you know. here chilling instead of in my basement? Yeah. <laughs> I do I do like your basement with that. I mean, that drywall we did was just That's top true, notch. Brian. I'm selling top notch. it. It's sold. I signed it. Well, when I are you I'm out? I'm homeless right now. When are you out? I'm out uh, in 30 days. You just you get to move in in the new house and, and in 30 days? In the new house, as long as... So you're going to be in like my basement for I might. a little while? I would, I would, I would save me a space. It'd we got good. a baby room. It's fine. You good, know? good, good. You can sleep on the boat. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't get too windy out there in Dean Lake. You know what? That sounds kind of sick. <laughs> Houseboat Larry. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we got some guests here. We do have guests. We have... My name is Patrick Ellis. Bob Hammond. All right. And that's them. <laughs> and that's the episode. And Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Pat has been working his ass off here at Merrill. Um, your new title is Technical Trail Director of the WMMBA. Did I get that right? That, that sounds about right, yeah. Sounds about right? Okay, cool. Um, so Pat, I guess, tell us a little bit about you know, your, your background, your skill set, and how you got this title, what this title is, and what you're going to bring to the Grand Rapids area. Oh, that's tough. That's really <laughs> that's tough. a really good question. I don't think I've ever asked um, a better question. So, Brian's in host mode. <laughs> we also, just a fair one, we only have two mics, so if it sounds <laughs> weird, that's why. Yeah, we're sharing. Sharing is caring. Um, so, background. I like that. I'm... Uh, I'm from Fenville, Michigan, small town. Don't know if anybody knows about it. Where's Fenville? Uh, Fenville is between Holland and South Haven, um, not far from Saugatuck. Okay. Okay. So uh, you're Lakeshore kid? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, 269 area code. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm from Fenville, and I have been riding BMX for about 21, 22-ish years. Have you always been like floating in the air? Like, did you just like come out the womb floating, and um, they had to bring you back down to earth? No, I, or? Actually, I used to, I used to aspire to be a herpetologist, like study reptiles and. Thanks for telling us what like that was. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he he then, assumed we didn't know. Yeah, and then <laughs> if I'm herp, it sounds like you study herpes. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I. That's why I gave some, some description there and what it was, but, so I, I used to want to do that, and then. Um, Got into soccer for a little bit, and then wa- I really wanted to get into motocross, 
couldn't no. afford, I couldn't afford a dirt bike. Um, so got a steep sport to get into. Yeah, like. <laughs> got a BMX bike, and then it took off from there. Everything, all other interest and all other hobbies dropped, and it was just BMX okay. from that point. When did you first get into mountain biking? Um, so in my 20s, I started working at a bike shop in Holland. It used to be called Lakeshore Cycle and Fitness, and I was there for about seven, eight years. Okay. And um, yeah, we dealt with a lot of cross-country mountain bikes and comfort hybrid bikes and okay. uh ended up getting a mountain bike through there and just kind of riding like riley trails and kind of tame stuff and okay what was your first, do you remember what your first mountain bike was it was a 2015 norco storm nice okay uh 27.5 wheels pretty basic have you ever ridden big wheels yes okay i like it but okay. it's not for me okay um, and then yeah, it took off from there because I wanted to, I wanted to do BMX stuff on that bike, and then I found out that there's more BMX-ish mountain bike stuff out there. Yeah, there is a ton, and you're yeah. finding it. So, um, Pat, your Instagram is loose underscore spokes. Okay. How many followers you got? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. If you don't already follow Pat, which if you're in Grand Rapids, I'm sure you do. But if not, give him a follow because he does some really, really cool shit. Thank you. So, okay. so your new role as technical trail director, um, what is it, and what are you gonna do? Um, so the way Mr. A, a certain person approached me with, um, he. Wanted me to, Mr. Certain Person. He he wants me to kind of take direction on skill-related features on um, existing and upcoming trails within the WMMBA, and um, right now that includes the new Winalda Loop. And I do want to interject here. I think you got the right guy for the job. This dude was just out here shredding hard. We had to bring him back down. <laughs> I don't think anyone heard you, Brian. Him and Bob, we had to bring them back down to earth. We had to, yeah, we, these, we had these... to put strings on their bikes, on their bodies, so they would float away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, speaking of uh, Bob here next to me, is um, he was he's one hey, of Bob. the guys that I looked up to when I started riding BMX. He was the cool older rider that had the the cool VX, the Sony VX camera. And they were filming edits and stuff. And I, wanted to, I, wanted, I aspired to be like that. I, yeah. <laughs> That's awkward for me. <laughs> That's really awkward. I had to throw that out there. I know. Thank you. <laughs> very nice of you. It makes me feel very uncomfortable taking compliments. So I appreciate that very much. And <laughs> Pat was one of those. Pat, like, whenever we'd be at the skate park, he would, like, he'd be like, Oh, Pat's here, and then like secretly kind of like watch what he's doing, and he always did like even when you were like, I think we first met when you were like fourteen. Yeah, around that age. And like even that age, he was like way better than oh, most of the older kids that were flailing around. Like it was like very subtle, but then you'd kind of see it out of the corner of your eye, and you're like, holy shit, what was that? Like that little kid like shreds, and then now as an over 30 year old like still does everything that he did way back when but it's exponentially smoother and it's super annoying <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's accurate of, of riding with pat i'm always like 
Well, fuck, I suck. Um, you know. No, Pat, you're you're always a blast to ride with. Thank you. You're never mean to me, and I, I try. Tell I, me, I, you never tell me I suck. I try not to be mean to anybody <laughs> that I ride with because <laughs> I don't want people to not like riding bikes in general, especially with me. That's good. That's a uh, that's a, that's a good send off there. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I I'll be working with the WMNBA on a lot of skill related fe- features in okay. the future. And I'm excited to be a part of that. Yeah, well, we're excited. I mean, I'm sure the you know WNBA and Grand Rapids as a whole is excited to have you. Um, what have you? I guess tell us about Merrill. You're in the in the dirt with your help and Josh and Bob. What, what do we want? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I I just wanted to add that Pat also looks at riding in a very very unique way. Like he doesn't, you know, like most people they kind of see the trail and they kind of you know they don't really look at it differently it's just the path through the woods and let's see how fast you can get through it and like if there's jumps in there then it's cool but like pat always stops and like we're the riders that are been stuff like we'll ride something stop walk back up ride again and like he'll see something that like no one else would have ever saw like to be able to utilize someone that can help build a trail and make it unique, like the insight that he would bring to the table is huge. Cause like, like I said, he can make weird obstacles. Like even when we were riding today, yeah. like <laughs> I bet if we went a little bit faster, like I bet we could hit the bank instead or something like that. I mean, it'd be loose as shit I, I, right now, but like, <laughs> I mean, but like, and I'm like, I mean, yeah, we could do that. I mean, we're going to have to haul. I, I mean, he talks me into doing things that get me hurt a lot too. Cause like the confidence levels annoying, like really like, I mean, the skill matches that confidence. Like it's not like the arrogant rider. It's the years and years of riding very confidently and consistently and i think that's like a huge asset to bring to the wmmba is to have like a really unique set of eyes on these trails yep i mean that was that awesome i 100 you know 10 percent agree with that riding with you pat and it's like it's like brushed off on me um i you know I do things more shittelier, if that's a word. <laughs> um, but, like, so the other day I ride in solo at Luton, and I find myself, I was, like, I started, like, sessioning the the little, the, the like, the lookout platform up there. And I was, like, oh, I bet I could, like, turn this into a drop, or I could jump off of this, or I could try and, like, maybe, like, spin a little bit off of it or something like that. And I was, like, oh, okay, that's cool. But, like, I don't think I would have, that probably wouldn't have crossed my mind if I wouldn't have started riding with you. So... You know, thanks, Pat. You're welcome. I, I. It's humbling to know that other riders think about. Yeah, and I will say no. I, I mean, talk about right. Everyone knows everybody, kind of in biking and in Grand Rapids. Yeah, it's a small um, world. And you bring up someone's name, and you know, some people. Go, oh, I love that guy. They're like, oh, I like that guy, but he talks too much, or he does this, or he has some fucked up view or something you know something like that um but no one i mean everyone's just like oh pat i fucking love that guy he's such a good guy which which is cool that's hard to so that's hard to believe I people feel think like about us larry 
Like, Those fucking podcast guys are out here again. God damn it. <laughs> For me, it's like they don't even see me. <laughs> I'm not even out here enough. I don't deserve to be called a mountain biker anymore. <laughs> There's an e-bike sitting 20 feet from us, by the way. <laughs> Which I did not ride on the trail. I brought two bikes today. Pat. <laughs> it didn't get dirty. Don't worry. It's whistleblower. <laughs> this one's for sale if anyone wants a... <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce the name. Either Jason or Jason. Uh, yeah, Saison. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there will be a YouTube review on it. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned. Okay. Subscribe to Larry Lynch. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> I need a better name, don't I? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's your, you know. That is my name. But no, I need a better name in general. You can go change your name. Like Lawrence Thunder or something. <laughs> That'd be tight. <laughs> uh, to steer us back. <laughs> Steering us back. Uh, I'd love to talk about the the trail we just rode. <laughs> yeah, we, we, went, we strayed off topic. A little bit, there. but that wouldn't, wouldn't be an episode without us just totally crashing into the ground. So I've I've talked about it and I I love it and it's a trail that so like you know today you know Lear and I are out riding with with Pat and Bob who are exponentially you know more experienced and much much better shredders than we are um, but the way that the jumps are set up like it's still like I had a blast and I can progress my riding and I'm having fun and I mean yeah I like to think I was getting some uh, you know some serious airtime you know um, <laughs> you were, thank you yeah. thank you. I wonder if we go around the circle and just give like thoughts maybe from most experienced to like mid about like thoughts on the trail even. How's that sound? So like I'd like to maybe Pat to start because you're part of like the build of like the goal of it and then we can also talk about like because we're all different skill levels and like unique riders here that we might have like different opinions of. I think that could be pretty interesting. Love that idea Larry. Um, Good. (laughs) Good fucker. Who wants to start off? Bob? I mean, no, you're the, you, you guys helped design it. Yeah, like, what was, uh, the, what was the goal? Pretty much. Okay, so, uh, I'll, I'll start. Um, so, within this whole Winalda, or whole Merrill redo project, um, I was approached and um, the, I was told that Winalda was set to be a, um, skill jump section of the trail, um, mostly because it's easily accessible from uh, the premier parking lot. Um, so it's an easy extraction site if someone gets hurt, which makes total sense. Um, but yeah, I was I was instructed to figure out where to implement features on the trail. Um, it was. I was told to. We were going to make it a solid blue trail, not a black diamond trail. So don't expect wind rock or anything like that. But you. We added 500 more feet of elevation <laughs> out here, guys. Sorry, sorry, no. No lift service, but so. <laughs> So you've um, from the premier parking lot, you've got a just over a mile long loop, and um, there's still an elevation to climb, but it's still you, you'll have to work for your descents. But in each direction, there are plenty of jumps, plenty of berms, um, a few drops, and everything is totally rollable. But you can also send it as far or as high as you want. 
Um, so it caters to all skill levels. And it's a good learning platform for those that want to hone in their jumping skills as well. The climbing is slightly more enjoyable now yes. with the redos. Yes. Like it's not nearly as <clears throat> off. I mean, it, yeah. it flows better, like in both directions, even climbing. Yeah. So don't don't expect um, don't expect it to be all like sawtooth, which, by the way, is not being touched. So don't worry. Uh, Calm it, your tits. It, it is easier. It is easier to climb. I would consider it more flowy, which is, I think, really fun. So it's very flowy. Lots of lots of good tabletops. Lots of step downs and step ups. And um, yeah, it's it's a good solid blue trail, and um, it's I think people are gonna like it. I hope people like it because a lot of work went into this, including the rest of Merrill, which I right I, I cannot speak to because um, there's a there's a whole other person involved in that that deserves some time. Yes, yes, we will have Mr. Trail Sense on here. When his schedule allows. Speaking of, he is, um, jo yeah, Josh with Trail Sense has done a, an insane amount of work out here. Um, and all the volunteers, all the volunteers within the WMNBA and all the people that have shown up and just picked up a shovel or a rake. It's, it's awesome to see the community come together. And you're welcome for, you know, coming here and riding it today and <laughs> not helping at all like a total asshole. <laughs> no, you this that's helpful. So like so you gave No, you gave insight. You helped uh also I mean you probably hit something, you probably compacted something that uh otherwise would have washed someone's ass out. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, my fat ass definitely <laughs> compacted something or two. <laughs> So yeah, that's yeah, that's. Everyone has a job. I mean, I, it's all about knowing your place. It's super good. It's yeah. really fun. Yeah, Bob, Bob, give us give us your thoughts now. So that's as, my that's my thought. So yeah, like, it's super good. Yeah, it's, it's super awesome. good. Go, like, go ride it. Uh, as an, thank as you very much for the the privilege of riding this before because I don't get to ride a bike very much. And it was great to get out here and check out the new trail before, you know, other people get the chance to. And definitely put, you can, it's a an extremely noticeable difference. Like, it isn't just like a little facelift. It was a lot of, a, a ton of hours that I would have loved to be able to put in. But, like, it's, the amount of work that they've done is completely, pretty much redesigned it. And like I said, made it a lot. It it flows really well in both directions, even climbing. And there are a couple sections that you can go as fast as you want, and it's super fun. Like, it definitely, like, this trail was super fun before, and there was, like, no knock against it. It was just, but, like, the kind of, like, I, I feel like it was always intended to be as a, a phased trail, like... Our first phase is that what we've ridden for the last what ten, like ten years, ten yeah. years, which was, which was, which was great, and and they, you know, it, being able to ride it has been amazing, and and it's still before this whole build was super fun still for me, um, but what they they changed and what they added made a huge difference, and it made it a lot more fun. 
Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's awesome. Larry? I'll, I'll go last because I, I know the least about it. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I would probably ride when all the, I don't know. I, at a, like last summer, probably at least like 10 to 12 laps of like Winaldo a week. Um, so I would like, I knew it like really, really well. I was going to say, is, are you trying to say that's yeah. a little? Cause like, that sounds like, no, I, I okay. knew it. And now being out there, I mean, Pat, you have to tell me like, Hey, well, we have to go this way. You have to turn this way. Um, like from the start and things like that, because I don't, I don't recognize it. And yeah, there's, there's some parts where you're, you do recognize, but a lot of it, I don't, I don't recognize at all because it's, it's just totally, totally new. Um, and Josh and everyone else that worked, um, really opened everything up so those blind corners where you're like i really hope there's not a goddamn hiker um <laughs> or uh, some you know someone like i mean or i mean it could be, you know hikers are fine but it, you know there's, the, there's a deer around the corner or you guys ever seen turkeys out here no i had a turkey out here like t- two years ago really it hit my paddle and i was like oh, <laughs> what sorry he didn't move i was like well all right <laughs> you win bud because you scared the shit out of me <laughs> but it it's so it's so open now so you can see everything um, and I love it. And I mean, I said earlier as a rider who isn't, you know, as good as these guys are, um, like I was still having a blast and it was, it was awesome. Um, well, I'm just gonna keep saying it's awesome. It is. <laughs> my, my vocabulary is, is lacking right now. Yeah, it was a little tiring, right? Yeah. yeah you know. So yeah, I'll go then. Um, basically I, I, I'll say whenever I rode Merrill, I'd skip Winalda. It was just always like a fun downhill or at least I can't remember what direction the main I think yellow days I would always skip it because it's it's really fun to go down but then you have that climb at the end where you get to like the uh was the bench always there bench has been there. yeah, yeah. so like going in that way I always just like it's fine but I would always skip it if I'm being honest and now I'll never skip it <laughs> it's super yeah. fun I, I hated Merrill well, I don't, know, I don't know the finished product, but I would never, I would avoid, I don't think I've ridden yellow direction in like probably three years. Really? Um, but I don't know. So the stuff that we were sessioning, Pat, um, with that off here from the soccer field that first day we were out here, is that, would that be yellow or red direction? So for those of you that have ridden the, um, what used to be jumps on Winalda, the red direction was the fun section where you could hit all the jumps, most of them. <laughs> now, going in both directions, you have jumps. Uh, what what we actual jumps? What we've been sessioning lately um, is actually now the yellow direction. So, you've got you've got good hits. Yeah, lots of hits in both directions now, and everybody's gonna choose their favorite. But you know, I think. Um, it's more equal now. It's, it's not just everybody wanted to ride red days. Now it's, you know, both. I think my, my kind of final thoughts as being the rookie of the group here is don't be afraid to take the uh, roundabouts on a car. Or wait, oh. the <laughs> yeah. I, what's, what are those technically called? R- ride around. Yeah. yeah. Or just roll them. Most of them you can roll. Don't even roll some of them the uh, first time because they are. Yeah, you, you we'll might. definitely do it. Obviously, it's fun, <laughs> but don't be afraid to to scope it out first because I I have bucked a little bit on. There's real jumps, yeah. but they're really fun too. Like, I obviously, I'm pro like definitely not even a. Uh, don't measurable. sell yourself short, Larry. As far as jumps here, definitely the biggest rookie. And if I can hit anything, it's not like too scary, right? I could still roll over everything, so anyone yeah. shouldn't be scared about this. But at the same time. 
if you are into jumps and stuff, you are going to have so much fun here. It's not even funny. Yeah, it's but yeah, g- give it a second. They are lippy. It's not the old Winalba. No. Um, Josh said to and give berms. people a warning. And There's berms. about what a hundred percent more berms now. Yeah. Poor. Uh, yeah. Josh was saying, um, if anyone knows uh, Bill Norman, one of the nicest people ever. Um, he said, "Poor Bill Norman got just rocketed to outer space on a jump because he thought it was like the old one all the jumps." And poor that's kind of what I was trying a, to say is like, don't be afraid spill. to go around <laughs> yeah. them your first time because it's different. They're We're, jumps now; they're not rollers. Yeah, they're it's it'll get you, and it's and it's fun. So yeah, I'm pumped. I'm I think that was a good summary. You know anything about the the entrance, Pat? The from the dirt lot yeah. um, off Belmont. Yeah. So. If you're entering the trail from the Belmont lot, the dirt lot, um, next to the water tower there, it is that in and out trail is being completely redone. And as far as I know, it will be accessible for uh, the adaptive mountain bike. So the AMTB, I I think that's right. Um, So the trail... Just a warning, it is going to be wider, <laughs> and it will be more accessible just for people with adaptive mountain bikes. But the short distance that I walked recently is still going to be very fun. There's still going to be some rock features. It's still going to be awesome. Did um, I hear Class 1 e-bikes maybe, too? I Do not quote me on this. Yeah, d- no one go I, to the bank with that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think their e-bikes have been brought up. I don't know if that's going to be a a allowed here just yet. I, I'm sure there's more to go through. Yeah, but yes, for sure, um, the AMTB crowd will be will be able to access this that portion of the trail at least, and um, they'll they'll still be able to enjoy it just as much as everybody else, which is awesome it's because sick. this isn't just a trail for it's not just for mountain bikes. It's for everybody. Some would say All it's for everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> except for, well, except for like except dirt for bikes and ATVs <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> and did you, t- did you tell Brian that this is the last time here? Did you warn him? Not yet? Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. This, this, this was your farewell ride, Brian. I'm sorry. It's your last, um, yeah. So everyone except Brian. <laughs> yeah. Apparently it is. <laughs> Unless you're. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so, I guess wraps it up on on the trail. I I've, I have my questions answered. Awesome. Bob, on to you. Hello. <laughs> I thought we were gonna get to skip this part. Oh no! Oh no! The the daylight is dwindling, but we we are not right. skipping. Um. Tell us what about do we what do we need to know? Well, we want to know everything, Bob. Everything? I don't know everything. Well, birth date, social security number, address. I don't know that <laughs> stuff. Some of that stuff. <laughs> I have to think about it for a second. Let's okay, tell us yeah. about kind of yeah. What's what's your background into biking? Why do you why do you love bikes? Why do you love mountain biking? Why do you love BMX? And how the heck did you start a bike shop out of a van? So a truck? Do you call it a van or a truck? It's a it's a technically a step van. Step van. Okay. okay. It's a FedEx truck. But um, nice. so I like Pat 
grew up in a t- uh, very small town west of here, uh, Allendale, Michigan. Ah. And I st- kind of did the same. Like, I really wanted to ride dirt bikes, but it was... Um, I have far too much confidence in, like, just <laughs> pin it and just it'll sort itself out. And it did not go well for me. It doesn't sort itself out? No. <laughs> It doesn't. You fall really hard, and sometimes the, the bikes are way heavier. Um, so I thought, like, BMX would be way safer. So, which turns sure. out it's fucking not even. It's horrible. Like, yeah, I just just got the okay from my doctor to start riding a bike again. So I figured, what better first trip out is to go ride a jump trail. So well, what happened? What was your injury? Um. So, just, I mean, a lot of it's due to my line of work, being a bike mechanic, you're bent over a bench all day. Yeah. And just that position, and honestly, from BMX, just, I mean, we rode 20-inch bikes for 20-plus years. Like, I had MRIs, I just had a bunch of work done, like, MRIs on my knees, my wrists, my back, I had just finished back therapy, um, they're looking into knee reconstructive surgery on both of my knees. I'm 39. I was going to say, so you're 72? Yeah. <laughs> so their huge worry is that they don't really want to do it because I told them straight up I'm not going to stop riding. Ah. And like they're like, you are going to destroy your, those knees very quickly. So Ooh. I'm kind of at the point of just hobbling along as long as I can. Is the game plan then just shredding them till like Robotech yep. is pretty out much? And you can just put new legs on. <laughs> I am wearing compression knee pads mountain biking now just to kind of hold my knees in place because <laughs> they do move. Keep them in place, Jeez. Like I don't like I've really bet I have this like it's like I've fallen like from Pat and I like riding BMX. I've fallen on my knees from high up so many times that I actually have like dented my kneecaps so that when I bend my knees they like turn they like jam into my whatever the femur it like is. makes my knees hurt it's hearing it's, that it's, yeah it's not enjoyable <laughs> every time I crouch down it almost makes me throw up no it hurts a lot so so I, it's like a crutch like do you live with it or do you I, mean, I am having to live with it for now it kind of does make sense just to shred them and then fix it once you're ready to hang yeah I, I mean they're not gonna have to do it twice right, right two to three times I think. <laughs> so I, I don't really want to do that and then for my wrists for my wrists i found out recently that my um this, this is actually genetic this has nothing to do with bmx but my my ulnas are longer than my uh humerus <laughs> so like the the small outer bone is actually longer so like for me riding all these years like i've had to ride with like wrist braces a lot because my wrists always hurt but it come to find out it's my my ulna's jamming into my my wrist Yeesh, constantly because it's like four millimeters too long so they said the only way that they can fix it is to break my arms and cut that off and then plate it and then put it back together and i went I think I'll live with this. Like, sounds like it sounds like it sounds like cake, man. That's yeah, fine. I I, I, didn't, I thought they were back. I thought they were screwing with me, but it's a real thing. Um, huh. well, holy shit. So lifting up e-bikes into a bike stand every day, like with that rest, it's oh. just that bone on bone. 
So that was like BMX. Um, I had a horrible brain injury when I was 28, and I had nine months of speech and physical therapy. I broke my face pretty much, and I had it's like it's called a counter coup. Uh, brain injury so when I hit I hit so hard that my brain like rattled inside of my skull it's the counter so counter, counter coup, coup. Contra coup. Yeah, it's, it's the counter, counter coup, coup and the and the and the return yeah so like think about like when you shake an egg yolk yeah but pretty your brain's much brain's the yolk I mean I hit like yeah I just gotta say something real quick before we started riding today you're like should I wear my full face or not? And if I would have known any of this before, it wouldn't have even been a conversation. It would have been, yeah, duh. <laughs> Man, dude, that's crazy. I can't stop riding bikes. Like, well, that's I've cool. The cool part is that you just not life. letting this stop you one bit. Like, and then I had a leg infection that I was in Spectrum Health for two months. Jeez, they were draining. Man. Like, it was. Uh, they said it was. Uh, abscess hematoma and cellulitis in my right leg i almost lost it because like it was a horrible like all infected and that's what's that's that scar yeah bob was that from a shinner yes hand? that was from okay that scares me because i just got a shinner yesterday and it's just a small it's, it's a small one but now i'm thinking about it more it's actually from it was actually from the like looking at pat's legs like Holy fuck me! So <laughs> you got so actually, many bruises. Yeah, like the, the, the that's why I don't have leg <laughs> tattoos because I smash my legs so much that I just I can't like I can't commit to the tattoo work to my legs. Yeah, it's a, at the, right, right now it's such a horrible investment. I I really want to get my legs tattooed as much as possible, but I, I I tell my artist I won't do the fronts of my shins because there's so much scar tissue, and I know there's going to be more. It hurts. Tattoos are the worst. <laughs> It hurts so bad, but um, I've had a lot of really bad injuries, and I still keep like, like family and friends are just like, really, like, what are you doing? And it's, you're out there again. Yeah, like, I don't know. This has been my life. Like, I picked up a bike when I was really little, just because like I grew up on the middle of nowhere, and it was the form of entertaining myself. And uh, I just kind of when as soon as I could drive, I. I got a, uh, a job at a bike shop, and then I really haven't stopped since. And then it kind of culminated to opening, <laughs> like, right before COVID. <laughs> You're uh, talking your combined yeah, yeah. mobile so bike shop. Okay. I, I started a, a mobile bike shop out of a back of an old step van, old FedEx truck, and I uh, – it's – 100 percent my my wife convincing me to do it i had a lot of customers that kudos to her told me that like even if i quit because i i kind of was burned out on the industry a little bit and sure i just kind of started looking for something else and then we thought about i had thought about having a bike shop my entire life and I did the whole the whole business plan and and met with a lot of investors. Worked with the small business development center at Grand Valley. I'm an alumni there, and they put together a I put together a I think a really good business plan for a brick and mortar bike shop with five year projections that were went through the the entire business administration and then they just shot it down. There was Damn. not one. 
I even got a. I even got, truthfully, I even got turned down for a loan for twenty five hundred dollars. Ugh. And so, we just, we had some help with from family and friends and customers that didn't want me to leave, and I, my wife told me to you know you do a food truck. She said that you know there's plenty of space to to work in there, and I weirdly found the one that I drive right now on the side of the road in Cedar Springs. I don't really know why I was driving up there. Yeah. And <laughs> it was, the guy was, um, just kidding. If you're from Cedar Springs, it's totally fine. <laughs> there was <laughs> I almost moved there. Dead serious. <laughs> it's a nice place. Um, <laughs> oh, geez. Oh boy. Um, but like, uh, credit to her she um she she told me that i should just if if this was truthfully meant to as like a a trial run because we you know hey i don't want to do really you said food truck yeah so it was an old food truck oh okay okay you weren't doing a food truck no okay no that was no 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 no. no, no. um even though my wife's family has a strong history in the food industry so but um it was like kind of like a clean slate like i could kind of do it how i wanted and i've been seeing these mobile shops open around the country and i the one thing i'll say that's been great about social media i'm sorry pat because i know that you're a huge presence on the interwebs <laughs> you're very famous um but like I reached out to some of these mobile people because there are some franchises that are out there that are becoming more well-known that, you know, I kind of thought about doing that, like buying into a franchise because it seemed doable and then find out that it is, I, it's unbelievable how much money they're asking to, to buy into these franchises. And so I knew I that that was... made a good move not doing that. That wasn't, probably. yeah. And so it was actually... Pat will remember this. Um, the name Common Bond uh, is the name of an old BMX movie that I was in with and filmed with my brother-in-law. Sick. And so um, it's like kind of a brought a piece of my history of the bike world. Brought it full circle. Yeah, and it's it's also kind of cheesy, but it is true. Like you guys here, like Pat, I would have never met. I don't think if I didn't ride bikes. I feel the same way. I've and so, so like, many cool I've met so many amazing people, and I am humbled by how much business and how many awesome, like all of the people that I work with, with my work, are, are all awesome. Like, it makes Great. it really easy to go to work. Yeah. So if I could back up just to for people new to it, and you know, even I'm a little new to it. So like, the premise from like a one liner would be. I'm gonna guess, and then you correct me. It's just people get a hold of you. Probably, what's the easiest way? Like a website form, or yeah. Like the, so there's a contact form on my website uh-huh. that goes to me, and um, I am one person. So you have my undivided attention from start to finish. So like every <laughs> when when I drop the ball on something, it's on me. Like I can't hide behind somebody else and say it's their fault, which is gives me horrible anxiety but when you do great when i do well (laughs) but it's it's that fine line of stress for sure or or if you're like me and 
something's wrong with your bike, you, you just text Bob and you say, Bob, what the fuck is wrong with your bike? And he says, it's fucked up. Just give it to me and I'll come get it. And it doesn't matter what time of the day it is either. He'll and text me at 930 at night when he's super drunk out on the lake. And <laughs> I'm the same way on the other side of almost the other side of town when that happens. So, um, but like I been doing this for I think this is my 25th year of working in the bike industry I've been in it for a really long time and I've always felt like when people buy a bike they should like they should be able to go into a bike shop to be able to have everything addressed from top to bottom Especially bikes nowadays, when you're making that investment it's, in something. It's, yeah, and that's that's the thing that's every, really yeah. tough is, like, bikes used to be, like, you could get us. And, and I know, like, the technology changes and everything else, but it's, like, there, there have been t- I've talked to Brian, and I unfortunately timed a podcast. I timed a podcast, <laughs> a, a, a podcast, and just, it's, it's hard because, like, these bikes are so expensive, but, like, the maintenance on them is insane. Like it's, I feel bad a lot of the times with having to charge for certain people because like there's a lot of people that are really unaware with like just how expensive it is to maintain a bicycle properly, sure. and like the intervals on them are pretty insane. Like I I understand a hundred percent and especially working on them, but like there are a lot of people on bikes that are just they're far more cap- capable than the riders are, and a lot of times it doesn't. There are definitely advantages, like for a trail like this, like that we've just rode today. Like there are going to be a lot of new riders that are. This is going to appeal to a huge new crowd oh, yeah. of people that I even think that like a lot of people probably aren't aware of. I mean, we're sitting in the parking lot next to a BMX track. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you know, like I grew up race, like not racing, but like riding BMX bikes, and like I work on some of the people here on their bikes and there's eight-year-olds with three thousand dollar bmx bikes oh my gosh like there isn't a lot to them but they're expensive yeah and, you know when you're taking racing seriously and riding these trails like obviously you're not going to want to ride huffy no i'm sorry but like <laughs> it will implode but even if you've got a nice bike you're going to break shit um, you will like it's also, inevitable yeah, did, did you know you have to change your fork oil like, I had no idea that was a thing. Every 200 hours, uh, like your car. I, like, <laughs> I mean, you I, should. Like, I mean, so a brief introduction into suspension, if you're unaware of it. it was like, oh, baby. Like, around here, we don't wear out the component. Like, the, the suspension, like, the huge thing with suspension is to keep it as friction-free as possible. And okay. one of the factors, one of the... The things that makes them wear out faster, especially if you're out west or in the mountains where you're descending for miles and miles, that suspension gets unbelievably hot. And you're going, I mean, and you're moving boil, Yeah, yeah, and you're boiling the inside of that suspension to where that the oil heats it up and obviously cools it, those O-rings and, and the grease, but, like, that wears out, like, pretty fast. I mean, think about, like, when you're riding those descents on, out west and in the mountains and stuff where we don't really have – our suspension is given plenty of time t- to cool down bes- between sections. We just added 500 feet of elevation to, to Merrill, That's true. Right? Sorry. 
But we eliminated that with the shuttle service to the top. Ah, right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> I digress. Um, but like, that we don't have. It's tricky. Like technically, we shouldn't have to maintain it as much. We can get away with doing it a little longer. Right. But suspension is becoming more complicated. Yeah. So and it's it's not as you can't it's not the old open bath where it's just the damper submerged in a shit ton of oil and it's properly lubricated like that with people wanting more sensitive tuning and being able to fine-tune their high and low speed rebound and and like there's too much shit like even even for me like for my being doing this like it does fine-tune this stuff but truth be told like you can get them pretty good for most people and they'll have a hell of a fun time on it it's just they're over from kind of over complicating uh, it for the tradition like just a standard rider you know like so they don't need that yeah so i'm blown away so like my my fork you have obviously the rebound and then you have the high speed compression Mm -hmm. but you can also adjust the full open mode high speed compression separately right um and I'm like, that's kind of, that's kind of, I mean, it's cool, but it's, it's a little it's, overkill. Um, and that's kind of what I'm having a problem with now. Um, but from kind of your opinion, and you've been in the industry for a long time, do you think we are progressing towards we're ever going to get like a maintenance-free bitchin' performing fork no. or shock? Or do you It'll think we're going there, or we go in the other direction of like higher maintenance? I don't, th- that's true. I don't. So there are a couple companies that I've seen that are that are doing like it keeps going back and forth. What's the podcast you had me listen to and that guy was on there? What's his company? It's the um I forget what the it's podcast is. It's uh, work, but what's that company? The um is it that uh Geometron, the Chris Porter podcast about yes, suspension? Yes, Chris like, Porter, but the guy has his company for He his has own a company that tracks. Yeah, like he he special like he has a it's a fast and like he's a very interesting person and he has a wealth of knowledge and yes yeah, like i don't it. tend to agree with everything he says and like he said he is a pretty like he's straight up says he's a pretty cynical person which yeah i tend can tend to go that route too but i mean sometimes mm-hmm. when you see the same suspension over and over again and it's the same failures over and over without so- I mean, yeah, quick, like, do you get pissed? So, like, so I'm, so you're, so I'm, I'm giving, you know, so, so Bob is, is taking my bike home tonight to work on this cavitation issue in, in my fork because the lockout, um, you know, isn't doing shit anymore. Um, I don't use a lockout, but it's also not dampening how, it, how it's supposed to. Anyway, but you said you see that shit like all the time. It's Does that con- piss you off or are you like, okay, it's general maintenance or are you like that shit shouldn't happen on a all- thousand dollar fork? So my thing is, is that they're happening far sooner than what the intervals are. Ah, like, okay. You know, like and the intervals we, are already super soon. It's two hundred hours for most full overhauls, and it, it kind of varies on manufacturer, but for the most part, it's usually between two hundred and two hundred fifty bucks per suspension part. Um, you know, you if you ride a lot, you got to do it a lot, and like there are a couple. Um, there are a couple brands out there that have race components on OEM 
consumer bikes that require intervals that are insane. Hmm. 250 to 500 miles to bleed a damper on a fork. Like, yeah, it's insane. Not I, a, I mean, I can I, I can usually do it in like a half hour, but that's hustling. Yeah. And it's still like. And you're knowledgeable of what, like if it took, I would fuck it up terribly if I ever tried. So it's just, that requires specialty tools. I mean. So like I, so if I could have this bitchin' super sensitive, I'm going to keep using the word bitchin', um, fork is like, you know, $1,000 is for like a high-end fork. But if I could spend that $1,000 and have it be lower performing but like minimal maintenance i would go to town on that like would i would you think most riders would do that or do you think the market is everyone wants the, the, the well yeah does does like does that market it exist kind of existed exist? i mean for a long time like pet can agree like those old like fox f29 forks and like the old like rebas and like those older generations, like 2010, those, I mean, I've worked on forks that they've, it's been almost a decade since they've rebuilt those and they still work. Like it's that old open bath system where it just, it just, just less stuff to less break. Stuff. We say that all the time with like when you, less is more. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, like, you know, I don't think most people really need, I mean, I understand definitely where they're coming from. Like part of it is like, I feel like it's kind of consumer demand on needing to have like the same stuff that these pros are riding and gold stanchions are stupid. Box factory or bus. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I mean, they're cool looking, but I don't know. I love a lot of issues with those two. Like it's just, they're overcomplicating it, and uh, yeah, sure, I have a job. I was but, gonna, I was kind of gonna bring that up. Is like, you you look at like the car industry. There's like a purposeful thing that cars don't last as long anymore. I mean, it's kind of like yeah, um, totally uh, I don't know, technically, uh, what conspiracy theory, but it's also very true. Do you think bikes are heading that way? Like, I mean, they are regardless, but why? Why not? <laughs> Um, I think it's a little I mean, bit of both. they are, because we're seeing it happen. You just explained it, but why, I guess. It's a little question. bit of both. I mean, you can, you look at how easy it is to maintain a bike on your own versus even, like, needing a shop anymore. You look at <coughs> YouTube now. Everything That's is accessible on the internet. Although, and I'm Mr. YouTube who tries it totally blows it up and then goes to the bike shop and say can you help me please well and exactly <laughs> i mean which is fine like you you bought your bike you should be able to yeah you good should point. be able i mean like that's the thing is like i've kind of like sorry um i've already i've kind of always like yeah i want to have a job and i want to be able to work on bikes and i'm kind of, but like at the same point like i bought bikes from a bike shop before I, you know, and I just learned how to tinker on them myself. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, I I had to kind of fix it myself. And, like, that time... It's the best way is, to learn, for sure. Yeah, and, like, I think my saving grace now is that I started when I did. Because sure. I can't imagine somebody 
there's there's so much that they have to know like and i <laughs> there's no fault to any of these bike shops in town like i'm very grateful that that i have support from from some other shops in town that you know i'm able to do some suspension work for some other people as well and it's mainly in talking with them as well so just like there's so much to learn that they just to have to start now <laughs> is ridiculous like so it's it is stu- i'm gonna like, cut in here because yeah. i'm literally opening a bike shop next month in my hometown <laughs> do not do suspension work <laughs> <laughs> well it's an e-bike it's an e-bike <laughs> shop fine. and they're all really really cheap e-bikes like that that basically Which anyone are, could work on but those are perfect for certain love i mean if there are recreational riders that are going to put 50 miles on sure. a month, like that's the perfect bike. Like they don't need to have that $4,000 bike shop e-bike. Right. Like, you know, as long as, I mean, it has a motor, has a battery, has wheels and you're a barely using the drivetrain when I'm on it. You're just throttle baby. Right. Um, but, but I bring it up because I, I want to ask you running a bike shop. What would be your one piece of advice for me? <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I've got like 14 bikes that just arrived, so I got to at least Perfect. do it till those are gone. But it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I've always kind of viewed, I, I've structured my business how like I uh, ideally would would like to be treated by another business. Like, I love that already. It's, you know, my thing is like you want, it's a little greedy, but I mean, it's it. I don't it's want people. I don't want. I don't day, want right? people to go to someone else. Like that yeah. was my thing. I think is like, you know, like there are a lot of these service centers that do suspension work and they do a fantastic job, but you have to send it out. Mm. And like there are certain brands that are six to eight weeks out right now. Like, damn. Here, bring your bring your suspension in, and we'll ship it out, and you'll have it back uh, August. So there goes your riding season. Forks yeah, you can't really have. <laughs> you can't really have a. I mean, you can, but it's like you have backup suspension. Like, I don't. I bought a four thousand dollar bicycle. Yeah, shouldn't need backup suspension. Yeah, you know, like. And you're one of the few guys in all of Grand Rapids that knows that, right? That's what Brian said, I think. Or, or is that as far as what? Just being able to work on suspension alone. I, it, or I'm one of ones. I'm one of few. Yeah. There are a few guys that can that that can do it in town, and it's just but suspension takes a lot of time. Like it's mm. a labor intent. Like takes. Is a, that why the guys don't do it? Don't I mean, that's it. true. I mean, like, off, yeah. like I went to school. Like I was fortunate and went to schooling out in at, with with SRAM and Rock Shocks and these a couple Sweet. of other companies i've i've do some online stuff with like fox and olin's now has has really stepped up and, and helped with a lot of things i'm starting to see some some forks with olin's which are you like they're them? they're really expensive like they're fifteen hundred dollars for a fork like that's almost as much as my bike <laughs> yeah well that's the thing Oh. Well, thank you for yeah, listening. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. Are you good? Sorry. Yeah, you're but fine. But, like, that's the thing is, like, that's a lot of money. Word. Like, I see things that they're doing that really helps eliminate some of the issues with other brands. But it's a top-tier product. Like, you're having to spend $1,500 on a part that goes up and down. <laughs> is like, that, it's a, is that like a, like it's a, a fancy Olin's, spring. Like, the Olin's, like, 
thirty. The old one's like thirty-four fork. Yeah, like I, I think it's fifteen hundred, so it's, it's more. My thing is, is that I think the internal construction of it is more logical and helps prevent certain issues that you're seeing with other brands. Okay. Hmm. I don't. I haven't worked on enough of them to to really lay down some facts, but from the few that I've I've poked my head in and done some service work too, and and talking with customer service like they're on a different wavelength than than hmm. I, than I think some other brands and RockShox just released a new line of everything everything and it looks good and some of the issues that they were having I think are going to help alleviate it but I haven't worked on one yet so I haven't seen it but <laughs> I don't know there are some cool things but I, I I'm a little irritated I, I personally think that they're changing too frequently like I have a, right. my, the fork on my bike is obsolete now and it's a 2021. You just got, yeah, you got it. Like, good less God. Than a year like, ago. yeah, good get Oh, and unfortunately they're not backwards compatible. So if you want them, and it's like, God, like I kind of get it, but at the same time, I'm like, this is like, yeah, we, we, you keep having to elevate to, and it, everything costs more money. I mean, we're, like, in the, we're yeah. still in a pandemic. Yeah. Although MacBook's changing the goddamn chargers. But, like, I, I so yeah, I, guess the, you, I guess the, <laughs> so sorry, Larry, to sidetrack that. So for you, I, the, yeah, the, the, the my. 20 minutes later. <laughs> try, like, try to try your real, try your very best to try to be able to have that shop that people can go to from start to finish. That's Love a huge that. thing. It's like, you know, don't. You, cycle, you're yeah, like you know, you you don't want those. You don't want to have to refer. You, you would rather not have to refer them to someone else. Beautifully put. So, it's still here, to guys. to add on to that, be prepared to fix other people's mistakes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> sure. It, it happens a lot. Uh, between but, us. Most of the companies we're working with, we just get to ship the. <laughs> I'm gonna be the ship it out guy. <laughs> like, Fair enough. Because like most of the in- stuff you <laughs> that go wrong on the bikes are like electrical stuff right. that I'm just not gonna touch. Right. But they'll just like, yeah, send us the wheel and we'll send you a new wheel. I'm like, all right, sold. We'll buy what, see, and five that, bikes. But, but yeah. the, see, and that's the thing that it it's valuable. But you're still like it's still yeah yeah like that's the thing. No no no. It, well yeah, we wouldn't do it if you it, have the ability to still get parts if something breaks. And I think is, people would appreciate that than a guy who doesn't know what he's absolutely. doing working uh, on it uh, when you could just get it back from the company and we'll have them on hand and everything. Yeah, um, perfect. Guys, I want to get into final thoughts if that's okay, just because yes. we're at time and the lights are, the lights just turned on on us. Um, I could do this all day though, for the record. Yeah, Josh, Josh, if you're listening, I did just check on your uh, Winnebago. She's still doing well. No worries. I'm sorry I babbled so long. Oh, I please, kinda, no I way. tried really hard. To I think we got to do a part three, four, and five. Or wait, I guess a part two first. We have. I have. I have a I lot have I can so talk many about. Questions with this that I wanted to like. I have a lot more yeah. What's That's a good I, way to wrap this up, though? We're still recording. How do we wrap this up? So, um, Bob, I want to go back to your um, kind of what you said about biking. Um, recently, I don't know if everyone else is kind of feeling this. Um, 
Lear, you and I have talked about this quite a bit, and I'm not opening a can of worms, but it's just people are finding ways just to bitch about the sport that we all love. You, and you definitely wrote into this. I don't, wanna, this I don't but, but I think, I mean, we can all agree that we've all seen it, and it's it just drives, I mean, it drives everyone nuts, because, like, you bike... You know, most people bike after work. This is your stress. And it's like, why are we bitching about that? Um, I get we're all passionate, but I want to go back to, I think it kind of, because we could talk forever about this. So I don't want to dive deep into I that. Won't, I won't. I um, can give, this is 100% my personal opinion. Like, we don't live in mountains. Like, this is unfortunate. Fortunately or unfortunately, depending how you look at it, like yeah, you idiot, stop calling it mountain biking. <laughs> we're gravel riding through the woods, guys. No, but like we don't like. I would love nothing more. Like I've ridden some amazing places. Like I've got to see and ride like in British Columbia, and I've went to like down south and like you know like Bentonville, Arkansas has some of the most amazing trails in the world and there's kingdom trails out east and there's brown county there's marquette copper harbor there's mm. you know they're even riding a wasapi in muskegon it's or the dragon like we have trails to ride and we're i used to be that guy like i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna say that i didn't bitch like young bmx shithead kid Pat too. Just kidding. <laughs> Pat wasn't. Pat was not nearly as vocal. But um, that's. It. I mean, that's kind of why I started mountain biking is because we didn't have a place really to ride BMX, and I was sick of driving all over. And but like, we're. Tr I. This is. I'm speaking on behalf of Pat, but I'm. I Whether you like share it or not. the same view, I think, because Pat and I have known each other for a really long time. It's like. This new renovation of this trail is to make what we have available to us as fun as possible, and truthfully, to, to make it not bring as, it back too. What a to bow! <laughs> yeah, not not make it. I mean, it's it's still challenging. Uh -huh. Like there were times where I almost hauled ass through the woods, and <laughs> there was a lot of screaming involved. But like Pat towed me through the whole trail, and like I haven't ridden since November due to stupid injuries but like pat towed me in and i went through them first try <laughs> like for a skilled rider like you'll be able to do them all but like using maybe kind of ride from pat's perspective i mean that's what riding with him all of these years has really shown me is like people myself included have bitched about some of these trails just kind of being boring and not changing or whatever and then you kind of have an opportunity to ride with someone that you don't normally do that's not trying to just crush times and like what pat and i and what we all did today is how we ride all the time like we don't really ride mountain bikes like yeah like we don't ride mountain bikes like normal mountain biking like we will ride a section and think it's really fun and then stop and go do it again like we're out here to have like me personally like i almost died twice like this is stupid <laughs> like i am i'm a hundred i'm i'm a hundred percent in this at this point in my life like i have a business but if it truth be told like i'm not joking like once my business is not fun i'm done like 
if it ruins my I like like I said, like I probably should not be riding bikes anymore. And maybe at the same level that I am, I should probably take it a little easier, but like this is so much fun for me that I yeah. I'm willing to risk kind of everything to keep doing this and it's kind of stupid, but so, I mean coming coming back to how Bob was describing our ride today. Um like I stated earlier, the this I guess skills section of Winalda is only about a mile loop, um, but we found particular sections of the trail where we wanted to session it. So we, there were a couple specific jumps that we just hit over and over, and ride back up over and over, which I don't encourage when the trail is open and it's directional by day. But um, you have a very quick mile and you can hit it Super again fast. and again and again and that's in my personal opinion coming from a bmx background sessioning something and hitting something multiple times and then moving on to the next feature is probably one of the better ways to get good at something get comfortable at it repetition session, exactly session each transition on its own and then you can connect the whole trail um but that's just that's how I work. That's how Bob works as well. And um, instead of just hammering out lap after lap, this is this trail is super fun too. Cause like I didn't think about this till he just said it, but like it's all timing. Like, yes. Like there are certain jumps out here today. Like we were talking about, like kind of testing the scene. Like, you know, is this jump gonna make people eat shit or like? How, yeah. But like there are certain jumps where you're scrubbing speed before you hit them because you're hauling ass. Like, yeah. you can. I wouldn't recommend, I mean, exactly what Larry said, like, I have always been, a, tell people when you're at a new trail to ride, do a slow lap. Yeah. Roll through things, like, there are a lot of new features in this trail that are way different than you could remember, and, like, haul, like, we were cranking full speed at some of these lines where we, because the berms were softer... Yeah. was the only reason we didn't eat shit. Like, you could haul ass through there, and the, the, we had natural breaks, kind of, and the, today. Some of, a lot of these jumps, too, you can go full speed at. I don't recommend it. Um, you will Just send it. But that the point of it, too, is to... Um, totally disregard everything past that. We, <laughs> you, you can, but... I have the totally different mindset. I, this is why I've been brain I damaged. Think, I think managing your speed is just as important as being able to hit a jump at full speed. I think you, you should be able to time where you're going to land and um, just acknowledge that not everything is a 20 foot or 20 foot plus gap. Like you should be able to hit everything, land in this transition relatively smooth and just pump and carry your speed. Um, this, like I said, this isn't Whistler. You can't just go full <laughs> open Fuck. throttle at everything. <laughs> it's not. Where's the 500 feet of extra elevation? <laughs> well, boys, gate at the BMX track? I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Yeah. Uh, I've had such a good time, and I got to finally meet you guys. I've only got to either see you guys online or Brian got to yeah. tell me stories yeah. of how cool you guys are, and I'm glad <laughs> I got to finally meet you. And this was super fun, and I'm down to do this literally yeah. whenever. No, this was awesome. But I, where I was going when I was talking about the bitch about mountain bike thing earlier um, was um, – Brian won't let this you go. You guys had – no, well, you guys had a – you, you 
you guys had a sentiment earlier about um, how mountain biking get to meet so many people. Um, and doing this podcast, Larry, we've met so many people. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, we had – this is one of my – Gary Fisher, maybe you've heard of him. Yeah. He hated he us. the fucking mountain bike. <laughs> he uh, – yeah, and, you know, I don't think he liked us. <laughs> but, I mean, today was one of the most fun rides um, I think I've had of the year. Um, it was a blast. And so – I mean, it was a blast. So thank you, you guys. Thank you guys well, for hanging out with us. You, thank you for it meeting doesn't us. Become, well, out of, that's it for another episode. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Brian put I'm a perfect episode. I'm trying to episode. end on something nice here. I'm trying <laughs> We're to, like, come on. <laughs> no, Brian, you nailed it. Um, All right. Thank you guys. <laughs> and we had a blast. So thanks for hanging out with us. All right. Play us out. I think this is an applause. So everyone's clapping Hi, for us. So say thank you. Thank, thank you for having thank us. You. Thank you. Thank no, you to the people applauding. I'm pushing a button that's doing like an applause sound oh. effect. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> All right. <shouldn't> have. Bye. <laughs> you know how to. Later, guys. Yeah.